Our Bible reading is Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 to 20. Jesus says, Watch out for false, false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Thanks, Rachel. Uh, let's pray. pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you speak to us because you love us. And please help us now with weighty things to reflect on that the Lord Jesus talks to us about. Help us now in the short time we have uh, to have ears to hear for your glory and for our good. Amen. Amen. Well, if you think over the last 18 months, what big messages stand out? Here's one. Stay safe. Take precautions. Be careful. There's a deadly threat out there, and we need to be on guard against it. Stay safe. That's one of the big messages over the last year and a half. Well, that's what Jesus wants for us this morning. He wants to help us stay safe. See, we face a great threat, but the danger of facing us isn't just a killer virus. It's much more dangerous than that. And we only have 15 minutes together this morning, but by the end of that time, here, here's what I want for us. First, I hope we'll be on the lookout for the danger. I hope all of us will leave church thinking, I need to take this danger seriously, and I, I personally need to be watching out for it. And second, I hope we'll be able to spot the danger I hope we'll leave church knowing what to look out for, able to spot this danger that's so damaging. That's what I hope will happen this morning. And so what is it? What's the big threat? What is it that Jesus thinks is so dangerous he must warn us about it? Well, verse 15 of Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, watch out for false prophets. And when we hear Jesus' warning, our reaction might be, really, Jesus? False prophets? Aren't there bigger things I need to watch out for, worry about? How about my health? Don't I need to watch out for COVID? Watch out for exhaustion? Just feeling tireder and tireder each day? What about my job? Watching out for unemployment. What about school? Watching out for exam results. What if I don't get those grades? What about isolation, watching out for loneliness? Well, I think Jesus would say it's right to be concerned for all those things. And as a church family, we're, we're here to help each other with all of those. But we must not neglect taking special care against this danger. Because false prophets are real. Jesus isn't, isn't warning us about the boogeyman or the Loch Ness monster. 
false prophets are as real a danger as exhaustion and COVID. Uh, Here's what I mean. In the Bible, a prophet is someone who speaks for God. A false prophet is someone who claims to speak for God, but they don't really. They're a fake. They're pretending. So who could be a false prophet? Well, all sorts of real people. A priest, a pastor, a bishop, a small group leader, a Sunday club leader, the vicar who speaks at school assembly, the leader on a Christian summer camp, a Christian author, a Christian blogger, the preacher on TV, on YouTube, me. I could be a false prophet because false prophets are real. And we need to watch out because false prophets are really dangerous. Jesus compares them to wolves. I wonder, what do you, what do you see when you look at this photo? What do you think is going through that wolf's head? I imagine the wolf is looking at the sheep thinking, dinner, licking its lips. I can't wait to sink my teeth into those sheep. And if you're a sheep, then a wolf by itself is dangerous enough. But look at what Jesus says. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Just think what advantage that wolf would have if if it could disguise itself as a sheep. The other sheep see a friendly face when all the while there's a predator among them worming its way into the flock. That's how a false prophet operates. They're deceptive. They don't look like a baddie. They look like the real thing. You let your guard down. You trust them because they're a Christian leader who really does look the part. They really seem to be on your side. But the truth is, it's a trick, hiding what they're really like. Underneath the friendly exterior, they're a savage wolf. See, however harmless a false prophet might seem, the reality is they're deadly. They're a wolf. And wolves kill sheep. They rip them apart. They destroy them. And false prophets destroy people. Just imagine all the impact that COVID and unemployment and isolation could have on us. Well, that is nothing compared to the damage false prophets could do. And if that sounds like exaggerating, in the verses before, Jesus says there are two ways to live. And however we choose to live our lives, we're all living one of these two ways. And he says the stakes couldn't be higher because of where each path leads, because one leads to life and one leads to destruction. One leads to eternal joy and the other to eternal ruin. And in the end, we'll all find ourselves at one or the other. And you might think that's deeply deeply unacceptable to say that some people will be okay in the end and some people won't be. To be clear, I take no pleasure in the idea that many people are heading towards destruction. But Jesus cares for us, and he wants us to know the realities of life, because there is a road to destruction, and he wants to keep us safe. 
And this is how false prophets are so dangerous. Because just as Jesus leads us into life, false prophets lead us into destruction. Jesus invites us, follow me and have life forever. But all the while, false prophets are busy leading people away from following Jesus and leading them to destruction. How do they do that? Well, maybe they do it by teaching a purely positive message. There's no such thing as destruction in the end. Every road leads to life. Or maybe they teach the Christian message, but they, they change it. The Bible, it's got mistakes just like any other book. Christian living, we've got to change with the times. If, we, if we're going to reach the people around us, then we need to become more like them. Or maybe they teach the Christian message faithfully, but their lives tell a different story. They're cruel. They love money. They're one person in the pulpit and a different person at home. And their example rubs off on some, and it puts others off Jesus altogether. Or maybe they're a charismatic leader, and they just want to use Christianity to get a following for themselves. But however they do it, they lead people away from following Jesus, and so lead them into destruction. So watch out. Watch out. False prophets are real, and they're really dangerous. Well, let me ask us a couple of questions at this point. Here's question one. Do you believe that you could be taken in by a false prophet? Do you believe you are vulnerable? Maybe not. Maybe we think other people might be fooled, but not me. A bit like when you read a news story of a big scam that lots of people have fallen for, and you think to yourself, how on earth did they fall for that? <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't fall for it. But none of those people thought they'd be taken in. I wonder how many people led into destruction by false prophets thought that they couldn't be fooled. Now, I don't want to wrongly unsettle us. Jesus promises to keep his people. But part of the way he keeps us is through warnings like this. Watch out. We need to take the danger seriously. So question two is very simple. Are you on the lookout for false prophets? Are you on the lookout? We need to be. And if we're persuaded of that, Jesus tells us what to watch out for. How do you spot a false prophet? Well, Jesus says, check the fruit. Check the fruit. Look back at verse 15 of Matthew 7. Jesus says, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree can't, be, can't bear bad fruit, and a bad tree can't bear good fruit. Now, I'm not a gardener, but even I can tell that these fruits came from different trees. I can even tell which kind of tree they came from. Um, I can tell this banana is turning and needs to be eaten soon. But you get what Jesus is saying. You can tell what kind of tree you're dealing with from the fruit. Good fruit, good tree. Bad fruit, bad tree. And it's the same with Christian leaders. 
if you want to know what someone's made of, then check the fruit. So what kind of fruit does Jesus want us to check? Well, here's one possibility. Maybe he wants us to check their teaching. Elsewhere in the Bible, it calls false prophets false teachers. They claim to teach the Christian message, but they teach falsely. And that's bad fruit. That gives them away as bad trees. More than that, it gives them away as wolves. Because no matter how friendly and nice a Christian leader might be, if they teach falsely, they lead people away from Jesus into destruction. False teaching kills. And so we must ask, does this person's teaching line up with God's word, the Bible? I wonder, do you want to know your Bible well enough that you could spot false teaching if you came across it? Incidentally, I've asked us a few times to look at what Jesus says in Matthew 7, and I hope you have. I hope you've been thinking hard for the last few minutes instead of drifting onto autopilots. Because you shouldn't assume I'm teaching the truth just because I'm up here. Now, us, please, with us preachers, check what we're saying. Check that we're preaching faithfully to God's word. And if you think we're not, tell us. But sadly, false teaching can't be the only kind of bad fruit we need to watch out for. Some of us will be aware of recent exposures that show someone can teach the truth and still be a wolf, a Christian leader with a global ministry defending the gospel, revealed to be guilty of a pattern of sexual misconduct, an English church minister, successful, influential, a faithful Bible teacher, now credibly accused of misusing their power in serious ways. See, false prophets aren't always heretics. They can be hypocrites, leaders who don't live out the truth they teach, who don't live in line with the office they have. And that is toxic fruit. It destroys people's faith. See, when we want to check if a Christian leader is the real thing, the main thing to check isn't what theology college they went to, or if they're ordained, or how respected they are, or how well they preach, or how successful their ministry is, or even how biblical their doctrine is. The main thing to check is their character. How do they live? Are they Christ-like? That's where Jesus goes in the next few verses. Not just do they teach his teaching, but do they do his teaching? Paul would ask, is their life marked by the fruit of the Spirit? By love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control? Or do you have concerns about that? It's striking that when the Bible gives us job requirements for a Christian leader, there's actually very little about how gifted they are, but there is a lot about their character. It's key. Now, we're short on time, but as we check the fruit, here are three bits of guidance for us. Um, guidance number one, we should take time instead of making snap judgments. 
You know, you can't tell a tree by its fruit right away. It takes time for fruit to grow. And in the same way, it takes time to tell what someone is made of in both directions. Think of Judas. Think of Peter. Judas looked like the real thing for a long time. He had everyone fooled until he didn't. But it took time for the bad fruit in his life to come out. And Peter, well, when Peter betrayed, uh, denied Jesus, you might be tempted to put him in the same box as Judas. He's not the real thing. But later Peter repented. And repentance is always good fruit. And on that, we don't expect Christian leaders to have nothing to repent of. But we can check how do they respond when they're called to repent? Are they open to correction? Do they know that they are seriously in need of God's mercy? Or do they get defensive? Do they shift the blame? Stuff like that. Well, those are danger signs. That's bad fruit. A second bit of guidance. A church has to know its leaders. Um, it is great that we can stream our services uh, as we're doing right now. But online church is not church for many reasons. But one problem is, if you engage with church online, well, you might think you know your leaders, but you don't. You can't. And you have to know your leaders to know if they're the real thing. So watch us. Ask us questions. Make sure that we are genuinely known. And final bit of guidance, we should check the fruit together. A lot goes wrong when one person takes it upon themselves to suss out who's a false prophet and who isn't on their own. No, we need each other to do this kind of discernment as a body together. And on staying safe together, this gives me an opportunity to commend safeguarding to all of us as something to get behind. You know, we might be tempted to think of safeguarding as a tick-the-box exercise or as a bit of a nuisance that we have to do. But safeguarding is about stopping wolves in sheep's clothing from hurting the flock. It is vitally important. And if you want to know more, then get in touch with Darren Colt, our safeguarding officer, and we have more info on our website. Now, I realize this area is extremely complicated, and we've skimmed the surface. Let's keep talking to each other about these things. But I want to finish with the one speaking these words in Matthew, with Jesus. And particularly if anyone here has been wounded by a wolf in sheep's clothing, then I want to tell you that Jesus could not be more different to them. False prophets lead people into destruction. Jesus leads us into safety. False prophets are wolves in sheep's clothing. Well, as we're about to remember, Jesus is the good shepherd who gave his life for the sheep. They are two-faced hypocrites. Jesus has beautiful integrity, no skeletons in his closet, no lurking evil, just more and more goodness. Jesus and false prophets are complete opposites. And however we've been wounded, jaded, we can trust him completely.
Well, uh, let me pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus the Good Shepherd who gives his life so that we can be safe forever and who speaks these words to us to keep us safe. Please, Father, help us to hear him, help us to trust him, and help us to be on guard and to look out for those who would do us harm. And we pray you would please keep us safe as a church family. In Jesus' name, amen.